Welcome to the show. This is the Just Go For It podcast. I'm your host, Pearson. Rachel's in the house, co-host. This is a show for, I don't want to say all things, but this is a lot of things fitness-related, health-related. Um, I'm triathlete, so there's some triathlon tips in here, too, but also a big spin into personal development and kind of just like finding yourself and discovering yourself. Uh, we're on part three of our macros series when it comes to the macronutrients of proteins, carbs, and fats. Today is proteins. So we're going to dive into that a little bit. Um, huge announcement for us. The website is officially, officially up and running. What, what? It's just go for it coaching. Um, I went through the platform Wix because it was a free platform. It's super customizable. It's pretty much drag and drop. And it ended up looking really, really great. Um, you can look at it on either a desktop or laptop or whatever, or a phone, a mobile device. So check it out. I'll put the link in the show notes to the website. Um, I don't yet have a like the purchasable option because I do have the transformation program going on right now, which I think is going really, really well. I have there's some posts going back and forth on Facebook, on Instagram. So I'm not sure because of the free nature of it. I'm not sure actually how many people are doing the program, but I do know that it is getting some traction and I have some people who are interested in it. So that's awesome. But like I said, I want to add the feature to actually purchase the the paid plan or at least do something of that nature yet. But I think I have to do um, upgrade from the free version of Wix to the paid version of Wix. So that is um, coming soon. But the website, so I want to do some more fine tuning of that before I really dive into it. So that's the, the big update there. And then today, as I've mentioned, protein. So protein, I think, gets kind of a bad rep when it comes to physical fitness and health and kind of maintaining your body. And a lot of people just misconstrue what protein is. And they think, well, protein equals muscle, which on one hand, yes, you do need protein to like build muscle and to have muscle mass. But it doesn't mean that if you consume a bunch of protein, you're going to turn into this just muscle bound Hulk monster. That's not the case. It's, it doesn't happen. Like I, I usually hear so often from people like, well, I don't want to get too big. <laughs> well, okay, yes, if you consume a bunch of protein, you're going to get big. But not muscular, you're going to get huge. Like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. You're not going to look like the Hulk. It's different. So, But also, protein um, is necessary to perform like basic functions in the body that allow you to like to live and to breathe. It's true. About 20% of our body is made up of proteins and every cell, every cell in our body mm -hmm. uses proteins to perform functions. Yes. And like basic functions, like the mitochondrial density of your cells and your muscles dictates how strong you are and your metabolism. If you have low mitochondrial density, which are fueled by proteins, your metabolism is slow, therefore your strength is low, therefore you operate at a lower level of efficiency just because you're not consuming enough protein. Those well, not are... only that, but I mean, like, coming from, like, the female's perspective, there's also, oh. like, like the elasticity in our skin. It's mm. a protein. Collagen. Collagen. That's a protein. Your hair. It's keratin. That's it's a, a protein. It's a protein. There are, like, so many random things that are actually made out of protein. Yeah. So 
Um, kind of like, per, I guess, basic parameters, like 10 to 35% of your daily calories should come from protein, as noted by the Institute of Medicine. Now, what that also means is if you break it down to like um, grams per body weight, a safe level, this is like safe operating level of just like basic human function is 0.8 grams per kilogram of body weight. So, or if you're, you know, US. American. Merkin, 2.2 pounds. So 0.8 grams to 2.2 pounds is your basic, like your beginning. Up to 2 grams per kilogram or kilogram 2.2 pounds for like a super active. And when I say super active, these are like way above the average. These are like college, collegiate level, professional athletes need that much and beyond. The average person is eating between 1 to 1.2 grams. Now, that's just to maintain. That's not for development. That's not for if you're training for some type of, like myself, I'm training for a triathlon. Therefore, on a regular basis, I'm requiring that my body produces more energy and is going through more metabolic functions. Therefore, I need more protein. So So to also just like, kind of make this simple math. Oh yeah. So like if you weigh a buck 50, 150 pounds, pounds. if that would equal about 68 kilograms. So if you're eating like one to 1.2, that'd be about 68 to roughly 80 pounds or 80 grams of protein a day, which Really, if you look at nutrition labels, that's, that's not that's easy. not a that's lot. Not hard to get to. That, that's fairly easy to get to. There is a lot of protein if you're eating like lean chicken or yeah, oh yeah, tofu. And the American diet, soy. we're kind of carnivores. We eat a lot of meat. A lot of us yeah. eat eggs. And eggs, for example, I think I've got it pulled up here. Just a moment, bear with me. So an egg is 12 and a half grams of protein per 100 grams of food. So I guess I think to break that down a little bit further, one large egg has six grams of protein. That's the whole egg. So like egg white, egg yolk. So if you have a couple of those for breakfast, you know, let's just say what you have three, four eggs, that's 18 to 24 grams of protein in just breakfast, not counting your bacon, your bacon, which (laughs) let's see, bacon's on my list too. Bacon, one slice is three grams. Who eats one slice Who of bacon? Who has <laughs> just one slice of bacon? So, I mean, the average American breakfast, you're looking at easily like 30 to 40 grams of protein in just breakfast. Right. So, and a lot of Americans have like chicken or steak or other types of like turkey even or healthy. And then there's not, you're not counting like um other types of protein like if you look at nuts almonds cashews peanut butter beans soybeans like all these other things are just chock full of protein and dairy as well yeah Yeah, you got milk you know one cup of milk eight grams of protein yeah so getting the necessary amount to sustain yourself is really very easy really very easy to do but with that being said to understand that the protein you consume is not exclusively for muscle building no. because if you also think about the average american we're not very active people 
a lot of us have desk jobs. A lot of us are stay at homes. A lot of us do like the minimum amount at our day job and then come home and sit down and drink a beer. And Netflix and chill. And do that. Yeah. So it's like if you're consuming, let's just say what you needed, like what, 80 grams of protein for the 1.2? Yeah. Something like that. Okay. So if you're consuming, let's just let's just double that because that sounds ridiculous, but we're Americans. So you consume like 160 grams of protein in a day and you're eating 2,800 to 3,200 calories a day, and then you're not active. <laughs> you have a sedentary job, and you live a sedentary lifestyle. What that means is your body is actually going to do really, really great at maintaining itself and like making sure it has the energy it needs to provide its for itself for daily functioning. So like waking up, you know, metabolizing food, creating energy, storing energy as body fat so it can live longer. Your body is super good at those things when you're not active because it has a surplus. And then you start to gain body fat. And body fat, if okay, so on a metabolic level, and we mentioned this in our last podcast about the caloric density of body fat, which is nine grams or nine calories per gram of body fat. Of, of fat. Fat is energy. So in according to your body, and like your body's strict thought is just I want to survive, I want to live, you eat a bunch of food, your body's like, okay, cool, we're gonna be good for like a long time. So it just stores it. Your body is super good at survival mode, and it will go into survival mode whether you want it to or not. So basically, you're saying our bodies are hoarders. Yes. Oh, our bodies are super hoarders of food and energy. Also, fat is kind of like an insulation. so And a buffer. And a bumper. It's good for things. Except for if you want to be like fit and healthy. Then it's <laughs> not good for things. <clears throat> so, yes. Um, protein is necessary for just basic functioning, especially for um, youth and young children who are developing and growing. Because if you think about it now, the height you are, if you're an adult, you weren't always that height, you had to grow to get to that height. And that requires energy. And if you think about it in a building sense, it requires material. And protein is that material that your body uses with carbs and fats, energy to build a body. I think it's important, speaking of this building material, yes. how we were vegans for three years and people were always like, but do you get protein? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, there are many different forms of protein, as we were mentioning. There are different food groups and things, and some of them are complete proteins and some of them are incomplete proteins. Would you like to explain the difference in what that means yes I, I will dive into that so proteins come from as rachel was saying all different kinds of sources and have in those sources different types of proteins so and amino acids uh, a complete protein is going to have all of your amino acids both essential and non-essential and the difference between those is a non-essential amino acid is one that your body can synthesize from other proteins. It can create them. It can make them to sustain itself. An essential amino acid is one that your body cannot create. Therefore, it has to get it from an outside source, from food. So the, the controversy and just bringing up the whole vegan thing with that is almost every form of animal protein 
is a complete protein because it was once already an established muscle fiber or a fibrous or globular or membrane protein in the animal, and then you eat it. So that's how you get a complete protein. If you're on a vegan diet and you are seeking to get a complete protein, you have to supplement with other versions of protein like amino acids. So you either take an amino acid supplement or you get a wide variety of proteins from different sources. And those sources being things that range from um, beans, beans, nuts, seeds, nuts, seeds so all pumpkin seeds, peanut butter, all these different things have different sources and different amounts of protein. So as long as you're eating uh, a variety of foods, you will end up getting your all your amino acids, your essential and non-essential amino acids. Or you could just buy something from a store that has the essential amino acids and then boom, you got it. Yes. So those little bricks, building blocks of amino acids are are important. And it's it's always important to eat a variety of food. Yes. You don't want to be on, I think some people call it the dog food diet. That, so not that you're actually eating dog food because someone <laughs> will think that. No. The dog food Please diet don't. is if you think about it, the average person feeds the average dog the same food every day for like years. Think about it. You go buy like a 30 pound bag of dog food, but how much dog food do you give your dog a day? Like a cup or. Okay. That's our dog. Cause she's little, but yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I guess that's a fair representation. Bigger dogs eat more. Yes. But 30 pounds of dog food. That's not like a quick thing. So the dog food diet, just you're eating the same thing every day and. In that, you become nutrient deficient. So your body has to, if it cannot synthesize those things, you become deficient in certain minerals or vitamins or proteins and amino acids, and then you you have gaps in nutrition. That's what they call the dog food diet. So if you take supplements or you mix up your food, um, and by that you just shift up what you eat from day to day, and then you end up filling in the gaps. Because I think, I don't remember the exact time frame but once you consume various amino acids, like it's not like a eat it today, use it today. It's an eat it today and your body kind of works on it and you have it for, I mean, of course, depending on the amount, it's a few days. You've got a window of opportunity. It's not like if I eat this steak today, I've got complete amino acid profile today, but tomorrow I got to have another steak. So why is it that when lifters or athletes or whoever are working out breaking down those muscle fibers and then they're like it's so important that you get your protein shake in 30 minutes after you exercise what's the theory behind that the theory behind that is so your body has different states that it goes through anabolic and catabolic states your body when you're working out is still in the anabolic so the growth phase um and you're using what you actually have within your system already to continue to grow. But when you stop working out, your body switches into a catabolic stage. So then it's starting to break down the muscle fibers to actually feed your other stores. So taking your protein in right away, which usually has carbs, fats, and amino acids in it to create muscle growth and protein synthesis, is it bridges the gap between your anabolic and catabolic states. So you go from... So it's like an easier transition on it's your It's an body? easier transition on your body, yeah, basically. It's not like you're going to, you know, pump your muscles full of protein. Ugh. 
No, it's just a transition. <laughs> it's a transitional period. I mean, having that in there. Also, I think I can't remember the name of the hormone. There's a hormone that's released when you're exercising that it slows metabolism. So that's how it keeps you in an anabolic state for longer. Um, and it promotes... Does that have to do with endorphins? <laughs> endorphins make people happy. <laughs> happy people don't kill their spouse. <laughs> well, that's a turn. Thank you, Reese Witherspoon. Witherspoon. She's really funny. She is really funny. I like Reese Witherspoon. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it's just an easier transition for your body, but it also stimulates recovery, like, right away. Also, as I mentioned, protein and carbs. I think we've talked about this in another podcast. We were talking about our po- uh, about carbs. So glycogen stores and your your quick sugar stores in your muscles, those are depleted, if not depleted, at least used when you're working out. And the primary function of recovery is filling those stores first. Like those have to be full before muscle recovery can actually begin. So taking a protein drink which usually has some form of quick carbs or some form of carbs in it and getting that in right away stimulates your muscles to be like, okay, we're full. We have our energy sources to provide muscle exertion again, if needed. And then it goes to repair muscle damage. So again, pushing off your catabolic state and staying in an anabolic state. So growth versus um, regression, I guess would be a good way to put it. Very cool. There you go. It's a thing I learned in school. It's just a thing. <laughs> um, but so I think we kind of spiraled away from it, but I was mentioning how youth and children and kids and protein to build a body, but there's also things that need to be considered. And so your different types of protein relating from your, your fibrous proteins, which are essentially muscles, connective tissue, bones, like what we were just talking about. Yeah, you need those to grow stronger and taller and healthier. Like, let's say, here's a good example. a An athlete, a collegiate level athlete or an NFL player who tears um, one of their ACLs in their knees. That's awful, right? To repair that, you need massive amounts of two things. Water, which that one doesn't sound right, the most easily available, but water and fibrous protein water because your connective tissues are not well um what's the word i can't there's poor vascularity to your tendons your connective tissue and that's because they use all of their makeup to increase strength so there's not a lot of blood flow to like your tendons and ligaments because their entire consistency is fibrous to increase strength so they heal super, super slowly. So the more hydrated you are, the more chance that you can actually shuttle more proteins and minerals and things like that to recover them quicker. So buckets, like literal buckets of water and protein to repair any type of tendon or connective tissue damage. <clears throat> Your globular ones, globular proteins are really helpful for you know, catalyzing and regulating your cells and transporting different things back and forth between cells to help with communication between different parts of the body, you know, your brain, your different vascular systems, your muscle systems, your all your organs, those are all, they need to maintain in constant communication. But along with that too, <clears throat> the membrane proteins, which are also specific in relaying signals between cells and along cells to interact. 
I'm not sure if it's specifically cells in the brain, like neurons and um, different functions that happen in the brain take place, but that's super, super, super important for things like the endocrine and exocrine system, which are based in the pituitary gland, which if anyone who knows what the pituitary gland is, it is the literal epicenter of all hormones that take place in the body, along with the thalamus. Those control your hormones and your thyroid, not just thalamus, but those control the hormones in your body, which tell your body when to grow, when to go through puberty, when to develop more muscles, when to develop hair, when to go through all these like basic functions of what consists of a normal human being. Someone who grows from a child to a young adult to going through puberty to a youth to an adult. These are all things that are dictated and controlled by what you eat. So we're going to, I'm going to rant for a second here. When you go to a doctor and they say that what you eat doesn't matter, but here, take these pills, stop going to that doctor. Because what you eat is literally, like no exaggeration, literally what makes up your body. If you're not consuming enough protein, your body cannot function the way it's supposed to function and it cannot grow and communicate and repair itself the way it's supposed to. So if your doctor is telling you, doesn't matter what you eat, you know, that's fine. Doesn't matter what you put in your mouth. As long as you take these pills that I'm giving you and you put those in your mouth, then you're going to be totally fine. What that is, is one, manipulation of the general public into believing something that is already wrong. And two, you're not fixing the problem you're fixing the cause, not the cause, the result of the problem. You're kind of like slapping a Band-Aid on something. Yeah, you're, it's like you're putting a Band-Aid on a broken leg. It's like, well, yeah, you might stop, you know, the surface scratch that you got from falling, but your leg's still broke, still going to hurt to walk on it. So what you eat dictates how you live. Now, that's also goes without saying, like, you, I'm not prescribing a specific diet to anyone. Because as long as you can get adequate amounts of all your vitamins, all your minerals, adequate proteins, and adequate carbs and fats, your basic macronutrients, as long as you can get enough of that from all your sources, you're okay. I'm not saying you must eat meat. I'm not saying don't eat meat. Eat just plants. If it works for you and you can sustain it, you're meeting all of your nutritional needs, cool. Keep doing it. But don't think that what you eat isn't affecting you and that the quickest fix is a pill because that pill is going to be caught. It, there's always side effects to pills and medication. <clears throat> and what those side effects are as a result of things that aren't supposed to be in your body. Chemicals, things that have to sift through your liver, sift through your kidneys and your pancreas, all these different organs that are essentially filters for your body and are being forced to sift through these things that aren't supposed to be there. Just eat good food in moderation in the right amounts, drink a lot of water and you're going to be okay. Pretty, pretty basic. I mean, our bodies have been around for, I don't know what thousands of years. That's a long time to a couple thousand, a couple thousand years. We've been around a while and we've made it. A long, long, long time with medicine and without medicine. It's, it's going to be okay. 
eat good food, drink a lot of water, and move. That's it. So that this wraps up our macro series with finishing off with a rant, of course. Basically, you need protein, but protein is more than just for muscles. Protein helps your body grow. Um, we have a website now, so check us out on the website. Find it on Instagram. It's on Instagram. Just, <laughs> just go for it, podcast on Instagram. The link is on my Instagram profile. Um, reach out to us, and then if you guys want to be on the podcast, the questions about the podcast, questions about the, the program, let us know. Get at Rachel on all of her socials, darling Suku. You, you. And uh, that's it. We're going to um, kind of change the direction of the podcast here coming up pretty soon. Uh, going to just kind of get back to our roots, get back to basics, and do um, maybe try to get some more interviews. So stay tuned. Have a great day. Bye.